Hello to all you doinks out there and welcome back to another episode of Doink with myself, Michaela, and Josh. We'll be going over our recap of week 13 and also previewing week 14 of the NFL season. So this week was actually a really, really good week for our picks, but it was a really odd week Definitely. in the NFL. <laughs> like It was magical. So, so we'll get to it in a little bit, but one game we're going to divulge very deep into the game because it came with um some heavy uh not consequences but heavy uh situ- situations statistics not statistics what's that word i'm looking for um not uh, situations um scenario i don't s- fucking outcomes know. scenarios yeah. well no um shit <laughs> shit yeah we'll get to it in a little bit <laughs> well let's start on thursday night football dallas cowboys taking on the new Orleans saints in it's the mercedes-benz superdome correct yes. mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the Saints need a quarterback. They, they need a quarterback so badly. <laughs> not a running like, back. So badly. Yeah. So Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. Taysom Hill is a tight end that plays quarterback and can run the ball and yeah. can do pretty much everything. He's like a Swiss Army knife. But the the issue is, is like I, as far as like if he's you look picked at, off four times if in you, this game. If you look at a Swiss Army knife, right, and you look at all the tools out of there, which is who Taysom Hill is, his quarterback skills are like that. You know that. Weird looking flat can opener oh, yeah. screwdriver thing. Like you look at it, and you're like, man, it has several the one that purposes. People, the but one it that people sucks. use, the one that people use to clean under the fingernails. Exactly, exactly. That's what that's what his quarterback skills are. Because otherwise, like his running skills, he's the straight blade. Yeah. His his uh tight end receiving skills. He's the corkscrew. He's the corkscrew. <laughs> exactly. His his uh, wide receiver skill, scissors. Yeah, and then, it's perfect. Then. Then and then you get that quarterback thing it's that, that fucking clean weird. It's that weird um that the uh, the plastic flat toothpick thing that you get on the side of it. It's not even one of the tools. It's one of the side ones. And everyone loses the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. In the single game That's, he was better at rushing and then throwing in one single game. He was picked off four times once by Trey Diggs, which gives him his ninth interception, which I believe is a league leading stat. Yeah, it's still league. No, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Um, uh, JC Jackson was getting catching up to him a little yeah. bit. But he yeah, because we haven't talked about Diggs in a couple of weeks. He just keeps racking them up. Yeah. Um, my defensive player of the week's on the other side, which is for a losing team, is Marshawn Lattimore. The guy did everything this week. Yeah. He had an interception, three more passes defended. Um, I believe he had four tackles, two assists. He was just he was just everywhere for a defensive back. Um, it's just what can you do when you don't have a quarterback? Yeah. Like really, what can you do? Very yeah, because um, Simeon was out with COVID, right? Or was he hurt? No, he was on the sideline. He was on the sideline. They just line. didn't start him? They just didn't start yep. him. Yeah, they started Taysom Hill over him. Sure, go for that, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to remember, um, Sean Payton loves him some Taysom he Hill. He does. Oh, I mean, he does. The deal that they gave him, granted, it was and very incentive-heavy, but still. It was, a, it was a great one, too, when it was him and Breeze. That it, it was a situation that worked because he could line up under center, but he'll line up under center if he's rushing or if he's going to drop back, flea flicker it, and someone's going to pass to him. Yeah. Or he'll line up on the edge and run as a tight end with Breeze's quarterback. Yeah. Him, think- him trying to do everything, he's trying to be Superman. He's trying to be like Lamar, well, a very yeah. Lamar situation. But he doesn't have the skill of Lamar as the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, does, at this point, what's going on with Lamar's skill at quarterback as well? I mean, we'll get to his game when we we'll get, get to, to that last fucking play. But <laughs> it is what it is. 
Up next, the Indianapolis Colts take on the Houston Texans in Houston, and the Indianapolis Colts shut the Houston Texans out 31-0. to Offensive player of the week, Jonathan Taylor. JT. Man, this guy's just weak. After, one of us every week has this man. is taking this guy. And can you blame him? I mean, no. did, what, 144 this week? <sighs> Something crazy. You're 143. Yeah. Very close. Like, ridiculous. Two more touchdowns, averaging 4.5 yards a carry. I mean, he's pretty two much... Li- two in a little bit. He's at a first down after two runs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm... I I said that I was keeping Derrick Henry um, Derek Henry as my offensive player of the year. You know, um, and if you look at the stats, he's still number three in rushing in the I NFL, <laughs> even with him missing all this time. I know, crazy. he's been out since week six, I believe. Yeah, and he was, in, he's number three in rushing. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, Jonathan Taylor is running away with this competition. Yeah. It all depends on... How heavily the voters are going to look at Cooper Cup? Mm-hmm. True, because Cooper Cup had a, another monster yeah, game he this did week, himself. and he keeps having monster games because one third of everything Matthew Stafford throws. Is and there's going. another guy who we'll get to this game in a little bit. If he had a competent quarterback, another guy that could be up there is JJ Justin Jefferson, but he doesn't have a competent quarterback. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Up next, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New York Jets. The Eagles win this game on the road, 33-18 to um, in the Meadowlands. Gardner Minshew gets his first start as an Eagle due to uh, an injury to Jalen Hurts, and he shows the fuck out. The Minshew show. The Minshew's magic. mustache magic. We talked about this two years ago when he was with Jacksonville. Yeah. It's that, it's that goatee, man. And my, my <laughs> offensive player of the week comes out of this game, and that's Dallas Goddard. He had a great game. He had a great game. Six for six completions. He had a few targets, but that's because they rushed the ball. That's what Philly does is Philly rushes the football. Sanders went out too. Sanders went off. Um, Offensive player of the week, six for six, two touchdowns, 105 yards. 105 yards on six receptions. That averages to just under, what, like 17 or 18 yards a reception? Something crazy like that. He's become one of the top tight ends in the league now. He well, since they moved since on they from moved on from Ertz, yeah. which he's Ertz had is... to step up into that position, mm-hmm. and he's had his struggles, but he's consistent receiver mm-hmm. on that squad. Yep, which is not a reception heavy squad. We're a run heavy squad, so when they need to throw the ball, they know they can trust Goddard. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Up next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucks win this game thirty two seventeen. We got a lot of road wins. In the earlies. I know, but look at the home teams. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I mean, Atlanta remains unwinning at home, I believe. I don't think they've won a single game in well, Atlanta. Well, first of all, they're facing Brady. True. So they're losing that game. That's just what <laughs> he it just is. Ha- he had they're, their number they're no facing, matter what team he's yeah. on. Is he 10 and, is Brady like 10 and 0? I thought I saw some something weird stupid stat. against Atlanta. Uh, yeah, well, no, think... against the a- NFC South or something like that, where he's like 10 and 0. It, um, it, it's crazy. It... it <sighs> We saw the meme of like what all the teams like wishes are and stuff like that. What they're thankful for oh. this year, and it's like, what's Tampa Bay thankful for? Money, <laughs> money. Because I mean, look at the team. Look at the team they've bought. No, it, true. <coughs> who, I mean, I know Antonio. It's Brown's Antonio hard. Brown's suspended right now. But who who they've brought on and who they've been able to keep yeah. on the squad? And it's and it's exactly that. It's who have they bought? No, yeah. Because they've built. The super team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They bought Richard Sherman, who's not even really playing right now. Yeah, he's not really doing much. Um, 
Sue's on that team, right? Ndamukong and Sue is mm-hmm. on that team. Ndamukong Sue was one of one of my defensive player of the week candidates. Didn't get it, but he he showed out two tackles, two assists. I think he had two, two tackles sacks. for loss and two sacks. Yeah, he was he was two he two was, two two. He was in the backfield the entire game. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Um, you go to the wide receivers, like again oh, Evans, Evans and Godwin, and, and, yeah, Evans, Godwin, Gronk. Money, money, money. And then you just have Leonard Fournette just rushing running. the fucking center yeah, of the field too. the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Jones as well. Yeah. Um, Sad news coming out of this game. I think it came out of this game was Ridley. Ridley's injury. Or did that happen a few weeks ago? Calvin Ridley's been out for a couple of He's been out for a while? Yeah, he's been out okay. for a while. I think he chose to. I think I just noticed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's Atlanta. We it's have Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. You can't pay attention to them unless they're playing a team. You can't pick them unless they're playing a team that's worse than them and it is not and still that many. then you can't even pick them yeah, yeah. didn't they lose to jacksonville <laughs> didn't they lose to jacksonville in london, in london? yeah okay so jacksonville is the only team eliminated from the playoffs right now and, no houston oh houston is i'm sorry jacksonville next week behind. yeah so you know don't pick atlanta no yeah up next we have the new york giants taking on the miami dolphins i don't have any notes for this because i don't know what the hell happened i didn't pay attention to this game all at i all. know is the dolphins are on a five game, game winning streak, streak. Mm-hmm. they went from one and seven and now they're six and seven yes yeah and they're into te- their bye they're yeah. into their bye they're a game and a half behind the bills which there'll be a game behind the bills after this week because the bills are about to get stomped again and puts them right into wild card contention Mm-hmm. Like this is a team whose first win was beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's lose seven in a <laughs> row, and then proceed to win five in a oh, row. Yeah. Like they have the second longest winning streak in the NFL right now. Yeah, the first is New the England. Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they'll eventually run into each other. Did they play each other twice already? Or no, no, they've they only have played one more each other game. once. Okay, I, th- I think it's the last, <clears> game, last game of the, of the year. season. And yeah. I'll be honest, I think New England's gonna take that game. <sighs> I don't know. It's in Miami, and the Patriots have always had a tough time playing in Miami. They have, but but if you think of history, they usually split. They usually split. You're right. True. They usually yep. do. And I wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami swept this year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. They, both teams are on fire right now. Ton of momentum. And if Miami and needs the win to get into the playoffs, they always play hard. Against they always and, play harder. And always as do. well as that, if New England wins their next three, if they win against Indy, they win against the Colt, uh, they win against the Colts, they win against the Jags, and they win against the Buffalo, they'll play fuck it ball that last game. If they have. Locked, if, they secure, yeah, if, they if they've locked the down round. the one seed yeah. and the first round bye, they'll play fuck it ball and Miami will probably win that game. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But if they're still playing for first seed, that New England tef- uh, defense is going to play out of their fucking mind. Well, yeah, they're the number one defense in the NFL right yeah. now. It's it's incredible to watch. So, um, But as far as Miami's concerned, I mean, you know, they've found their stride with Tua. Their defense is finding their stride. They're, they're just playing good football mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of a breath of fresh air i have friends who are miami dolphins fans and it's just a breath of fresh air to mm-hmm. hear them talking about this team right now yeah you know i mean so because miami used to be uh, a write-off team yeah for a little yeah. while like the jets are now but <laughs> i think they've really always been shoot them under again yeah Billy beat them. all right guys here you go minnesota vikings taking on the detroit yes. lions in ford field the Vikings lose this game. Congratulations! To the Lions. No, no, the, the Lions, Lions win this game. this game. They Don't you dare, dare do that, okay? The Lions it, were up this... twenty to six. Their defense blew it. Mm-hmm. The Vikings stupidly score a touchdown way, way too, too fast. Did you, I, that was the first.
first thing I noticed when they scored I'm that like, I'm like, you left too much time yes, on the clock, okay. even though it's golf. Uh, yes, exactly. I was about to say, it's golf, but you left too much time. And then the Vikings play off coverage and let the guy just walk into the end zone. God. If I've never seen a team with more mutiny saying, fuck you, Mike Zimmer... <laughs> Oh man! Like this was the best game of the week, in my opinion. I, uh, it was incredible. It, I loved it so much. It was. I was. First of all, congratulations to Angela. Yes. Okay. Huge props. Your team got its first win, and they're still in playoff contention. They just need a lot of shit to happen. Mm-hmm. Second, I get my henna because I said <laughs> I would do it if the Lions beat the Vikings. So I'm gonna get that. Third, um, fuck her cousins. Fuck her cousins. <laughs> I mean. Guy can put up stats. He had a pretty good stats game, but guess what? You can't win, buddy. You have two of the top 10 most reliable wide receivers in the NFL, and you still suck. The Vikings failed. So they did three two-point conversions, and they failed every single one of them. Okay. So. You think that three points would have won you the game if the if, if Detroit had won, had scored 29 points? That would have won the game? So. That was the three extra points. I know we always talk about Matt Nagy. Losing his job, right? Zim is on the way out. How? How they don't fire him? He's been with that team for a long Long time. He has one playoff win. Hasn't been to the playoffs since they gave him his big money quarterback with all his Mm -hmm. guaranteed money. All the weapons that they have. And they can't win. They They can't even get to the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year when the Bears sucked. And the Bears made the playoffs. Like, what? Mm hmm. Mike Zimmer is going to. There's going to be a. Oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of change of guards in the, in the NFL NFC, this year. In the NFC North. Yeah. Dan Campbell, I think, just saved his job. <clears throat> I think. Did you t- see how they reacted? Oh, they were oh. so it was happy. Incredible. And Jared, I loved watching it. And Jared Goff officially got his, his first, first win, win without being on a Sean McVay. Yes. First official win. So, round of applause to them. Congratulations, Detroit. I'm very happy we for you. We all have like a smile on our it's face like, talking about this game. I, am, that's how I mean, awesome I picked Minnesota in this game. I know you did, Judas, like, because you went with you went with I Kirk did it the Cousin. Week before that. That's and he, right. What, none he called of, me Judas. None of you guys are learning you here. You should have learned. I learned. I have been saying this, Josh, since we basically have started recording this podcast, that Kirk Cousin sucks. I don't give a shit about the stats he puts up. I don't. Because they're empty stats. They're empty stats. I could throw for those stats with those two fucking wide receivers with that running back. Are you kidding me? I I turn around and hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook 25 times a game, and then I just got to give Justin Jefferson five yards of buffer and throw him a ball, and he can take it for 80. Oh, I'd look amazing, too. You know what's the other problem? I can't do that, and neither can Kirk Cousins. So You have the same amount of playoff wins as Kirk Cousins. I do. I do. And I've ran more marathons than Kirk Cousins. Oop. So there guess what, Suck Kurt? on that. Suck on that. I'm still in your head. Rent free. <laughs> <laughs> up, <laughs> up next, the Los Angeles Chargers take on the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Chargers win this game 41-22. to Boy, did we all miss this fucking game. All of us took Cincy in this game. This fucking division. I don't understand what's going Nobody on. Nobody wants to win this division. No one does. As is evidenced by the Sunday night game, too. It's like, what the hell? The, Legitimately, we're gonna have a team close to 500 coming out of this division yeah. as the division winner. Sunday afternoon game. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the the Raven Steelers. That was an afternoon game. I thought that was the night game. The night game is Kansas City Denver. Oh, all right. Well, regardless, regardless. Like ended the, at like the late seven, it ended at like 7:30. Yeah, it was, it was dark. Yeah. Regardless of it, nobody. This division seriously. We again a thing. I think we've all said 
for several weeks now. The North does not want to win yeah. football games. Because it's like one week they'll do incredible against a team outside of their division, and then they'll play a division game, suck, obviously, whoever we choose, it's the other team. Yeah. But then they'll go back and get another good win against a team that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then they'll go back again. And then, and then they'll go and play a team that's actually someone that's been struggling. Yeah. And it's like... And they make them look what? like a fucking Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Like, we... we... The way Keenan Allen was running over that fucking field. You know, three weeks ago, we're talking about how the Bengals have a three-headed, you know, chimera. I mean, they've got Jamar Chase and... and, Mixon. And Mixon. Mixon And And Higgins is getting in there, too. And Burrow. And T. Higgins. And and it's like, we're talking about all this stuff, and then they flop. And then they come back. And then they flop. And it's like, this has been the weirdest NFL season. Without a doubt. There's been no separation from any team. And we're going to get to a team uh, pretty we soon. Have, we have five weeks left in the season, and there are no teams that are almost confirmed say. are going yeah. to be in the playoffs. Yeah, because I just told you, the Lions can still make the playoffs. The Lions the playoffs. can still make the playoffs with a 1-10-1 record. Think about that. They mm-hmm. have to win out. Yeah. Okay, and a and lot of other lot little things, need to happen. Little things to happen. Yeah, like I, I sent the link to Angela, and I'll send it to Michaela, so this way she can share it on our story on Instagram. But a lot has to happen. I think actually one of the things that was supposed to happen didn't, which was I think the Jets needed to beat Philly. Well, I'll look it over, but yeah. the Lions are still technically mathematically in the playoff hunt. They have because not think, been. Houston's been eliminated. Houston's the only team Detroit eliminated. Detroit hasn't. Yeah, I know it's like NFC, AFC, but still, you think about it in the big picture, and yeah, but that, they're still in it. Yeah, but that's how close the yeah. NFC really is right now. I mean, look, you know, you joke around about the NFC least, but I mean, that's still. We thought Dallas was running away with it. Yeah, and now they're really they're, they're kind of falling back. Yeah. So they're leaving room for the other teams to catch up to them. I know. And this I, this week will be a a great, just not decider of that, but really to see. It's a good test. Yeah, exactly. it's gonna it's gonna determine a lot of things yeah. this week. But again, um, Hebert had a good game this week. Um, he was, you know, Hebert's been having a lot of mistakes recently. He's mm-hmm. been very mistake prone. He stood pretty clean this week. Uh, you have the stats on that he one. Had a right, of, he was struggling a little bit at the beginning, but then he kind of found his rhythm and started to really. Yeah, he had a great game. They both threw for 300 yards, but I think it also came down to... Who uh, protected the ball. Mm-hmm. Because and, and since he did have more turnovers. So. There were a lot of turnovers in this game. Yeah. since uh, I mean, Burrow, what? Two picks? Yeah, only one touchdown, two picks. Yeah, and on the other side, you had Hebert, just one. three and one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just one of those deals where Cincy and the and AFC North just, just can't pull their heads out of their ass. Mm-hmm. They really just can't. Up next, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Los Angeles Ramans, Ramans, Ramans. the Los Angeles Ramans. Rams in L.A. Rambulous. The Jacksonville Jaguars score a touchdown in the second quarter, and then nothing else. Well, it's, it's L.A. had this game won in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, because they scored a field goal like three minutes in. There was a turnover thirty seconds into Jacksonville's drive, and then about a minute and a half later. The Rams score a touchdown. It is ten to nothing after like six minutes or something stupid like that, and they could not come back. Um, Donald had a good game in this game. Um, I think it was one tackle, four assists. I think he had a sack and a forced fumble in this game. So I mean, he played well. Um, 
But other than that, like, I mean, if you really think about it, um, this Jacks team still not eliminated. <laughs> this they're still not eliminated Jacksonville and Stafford Stafford once again has just been who Stafford has been all year when he's beating up on shit competition. Exactly. So I'd like to see Stafford stop playing against some better competition and he's going to get a chance this week against uh against Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Yeah. I want to see what Monday happens. Night. Yeah. Up next, the Washington Football Team takes on the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. I mean, talking about Vegas having the best home field advantage. I don't even know what their record at home is, but it's not good. Um, ever since, didn't the Bears go in and beat them in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, their first downfall in Vegas. Their first home loss, I think, was against them. Um, Michaela, you had the quarterback stats for this game, right? Yeah. Um, Heineke, 23 for 30, 196, two, Ds, uh, two TDs, one interception, and then Carr, 28 for 38, 249, and nothing. Nothing. Um, came down to the, not the last minute yet, field but, goal. Yeah, so. so for Washington, so it's a it's a good win for Washington. It's not a good win for me, uh, <laughs> but it's a good win in Washington and their second place in the a uh, in the uh, NFC East. Least, least. Yeah. So that's up yeah. next, a battle of the AFC North, <clears throat> the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers win this game 20 to 19. Now in this one I'll say the Ravens lost this game 20 to 19. Okay. I would I would agree with that. I'm just curious cuz we missed the 1 o'clock game. What game did we miss? Bears Cardinals? Did I not put down Bears Cardinals? You there were 1 o'clock game? motherfucker. I didn't put down Bears Cardinals. You son of Dave, a Dave Bears bitch. Cardinals. Fuck oh, you. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow, I feel really jilted right wow. now. No, um, I mean, well, you, the, you take, yeah. the, for everything that this game was, 33-22, the Bears lost this game because of four turnovers. Andy Dalton. They scored 24 points off of four turnovers. The Bears defense did everything it could <laughs> with short field <laughs> after short field after short field. Andy Dalton gave this game away. Like, yeah. Gave this game away. David Montgomery was, he was phenomenal awesome. in this game. Catching the ball, running the ball. I, He's a stud. He is. He doesn't get enough use. And no. it, and the thing I, I'm I'm not I'm never gonna understand is that he goes and he runs for a 12 yard rush on first down, and then Matt Nagy takes him off the field to put Khalil Herbert in, so this way they can run a play action pass. Who the fuck are you fooling doing something like that? Like, um, I there's. Tons to go over in this game, but apparently Josh just wanted to skip it. Listen, I so. forgot. Okay. <laughs> so uh, last week I missed a game, but luckily last week was a game that didn't freaking matter. This one obviously does matter. My apologies. I'm joking. I missed it on notes. It doesn't matter. I was the only one who fucking took the game. It took the Bears. And obviously just chalk that up for another loss. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is with this game. I mean, Kyler Murray played very well. He didn't throw the ball particularly well, but... Arizona ran the ball well. I was yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't need to throw the ball that much. Yeah. Or and, well. And the thing is is like let's be let's be real. Kyler ran the ball very well. No, the team ran the ball very well. Even um oh, Connor ran it Yeah, Connor well. ran it very he well. He didn't have a great average for his runs, but I mean No, but like when they needed chunk yardage, yeah. when they needed five yards, they, they were they were getting the plays going. And then Excuse me. Connor had that unbelievable catch coming out of the backfield that he took for a touchdown. Um but this oh, yeah. game, Connor did twenty attempts, seventy five yards. Yeah. This this game was 
was all about the turnovers. You take the four turnovers away. Even it's, if the, a di- yeah, it's, it's a different game because yeah. if those aren't turnovers... And you don't those have are, short field. You the have, defense isn't back on the field. Yeah, and the thing is, is okay, we want to we beat up Dalton for it, right? Okay, Dalton's first turnover was a deflected pass from his receiver. Dalton's second turnover was a deflected pass off of their tight end right into Buda Baker's hands, and Buda Baker got caught from behind by David Montgomery. Which is now what the second year in a row he's been caught from behind trying to go into the end zone. Yeah, last year was DK. Um, DK. Um, he had a, he had an interception that he threw to a defensive lineman on a screen pass that the defensive lineman made it a phenomenal play for it. And then the fourth interception was a tipped pass by the other defensive end that just died in the air, and the the defensive back ran up to it and caught it. So yeah, he threw four interceptions, but it was four plays by the defense. Yeah. So well, two plays by the defense, defense and then two, two drops by his wide receivers. Those, take those turnovers, take those interceptions and turn them into punts and make them long fields. The defense holds. They showed it. They yeah. were holding this entire game. They even held them at one point to a field goal after Budabaker's where, no, no, not Budabaker, the, the the defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. They held them to a field goal afterward. And they were inside the freaking two-yard line at one point, and they knocked them all the way back to the seven for their field goal. So just an ugly game for Chicago, but I'm getting used to it. Now let's go back to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Baltimore, <laughs> Pittsburgh, two teams who don't want to win their division. Baltimore loses this game, twenty to nineteen. There was a lot in this for game. a sole reason, and it was a dumbass decision on the last play of the game to go for two after after a touchdown that puts you back into this game. It was twenty to nineteen, and they that they kicked the extra point when Justin Tucker. You have Justin, Justin Tucker. Tuck- to kick an extra point. I'm almost certain there was a crazy bit of wind in this game, too. But he was perfect. He was he, perfect through the rest way. of the game. Yeah, he was. He had two field goals, and he didn't miss They any. had him run onto the field. They I called know. the timeout, I, and they I called him off. Called him off. I don't, and a dropped pass by Mark Andrews. I don't know who I put blame on this, if I put it on Lamar or Andrews. Lamar's pass was a little bit off. Andrews went and for it. And he had to go across his but body But he had to go to across his it. body. He couldn't wrangle it in. Drops the ball. It's on. It's on neither of them. It's on Harbaugh. It's on Harbaugh's decision. Yeah, but the thing is, is this is Harbaugh. Harbaugh always does this. He always he doesn't play for overtime. He's going to play to either win the game or lose the game. And you know what? Everybody praises him when he does it to win, and everyone gives him shit for when he loses. But guess what? He's consistent. Mm -hmm. He doesn't play for ties. He plays to win the game. I just think with the way that they and. The momentum that the Ravens had since they scored a touch, they went down after, I think, what was it, like a little over a minute left? Something along those lines. They went down. They did get aid from a penalty, but either way, they went down. They scored the touchdown. Why not with you having that momentum going into overtime to win it? Because then at least you can say you gave it your all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a particularly good play call to go for two either ways. He was open. Granted, he was open. He was but wide he, open. But Lamar had a guy coming straight at him, which is why I don't think he had. He didn't get the perfect throw off, which might have been T.J. Watt, but I can't confirm who was coming at him. <laughs> Doesn't matter. T.J. Watt, defensive player of the week. Yeah, for both me and you, because uh, this man's stat line. Force fumble, three and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, five total tackles, mm-hmm. and one assist. This guy was everywhere. Nuts. Well, listen, you got to remember who the guy he was going up against Alejandro Villanueva who was a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Steeler yep. okay that was just his like 
you know, going away present to the steel. It's like, I'll be a turnstile today. Go kill Jackson. <laughs> I don't really want to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm. This is a coup. I'm a spy. <laughs> Speaking of another game that came down to the wire, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. San Fran is unable to convert a fourth and goal, mm-hmm. which loses them a very important game mm-hmm. in the NFC West. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, I don't know what this really does for Seattle, it, but it hurts the 49ers a lot more. I think I think this helps Seattle by showing that Russ is Russ is Seattle. Not, yeah, Russ is still not staying, so yeah. it's not showing anything. He's not staying. Pipe dream, but like is lowered what, expectations. What can, what can I mean, Russell find himself in Pittsburgh, so there's, a, there's gonna be a lot of QB movement. And you yeah. know what? This is something we can talk about and preview. This will be an off season after the season's over because there's a lot of things that are gonna happen when it comes to these quarterbacks. There's gonna be a lot of quarterback movement. There's gonna be a lot of head coach movement. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a great. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a really interesting. And there's a lot of teams that are have a lot of cap space that are coming up this year, and a lot of teams that. And this draft, is, this draft is panning out to be really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, because a few players have already declared and stuff like that. It's going to be very interesting what this draft plays out to be. Yeah, well, definitely. I know we're kind of cutting into this. Once the season's over, we might take a week or two hiatus, and then we'll come back with like draft talk, off-season moves, free agency, stuff like that. Um, and kind of we'll talk in, even into college ball. And like, what are the big names? How they performed the previous years and stuff like that to really boost into the next seasons. Up next, Sunday night football: the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos. This was an ugly game. I still don't. People are like, people are like, Casey's defense has been getting better. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it for weeks. But their offense. I don't trust it. Like, it's Patrick Mahomes, so you think of the history of him, and you're like, wow, this kid's crazy, so talented. But he's been playing, like, absolute shit. It's the defense who's been picking it up for him. Mm-hmm. He's just playing garbage. I I, I don't the, – they needed the win, but at the same time, it doesn't make me any this doesn't more... This doesn't prove anything for me no, for Kansas City. No, because the defense, the defense needs to stay exactly how they are, mm-hmm. and they need to and play – And Kansas City needs to pick the hell up. And they, they played the Broncos. Like they played Dallas, so that was a good win. And yeah, but... I mean, I mean, Jerry Judy played well for Bronco for the Broncos. So like, it, it's the defense for Kansas City is getting stronger and is almost where they need to be to still be championship caliber. Mm-hmm. But this this offensive front and this offensive targets and offensive he's still not a hundred percent. He's not. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Patrick Mahomes is not a hundred percent. And and now that teams have figured him out and figured out how to slow him down, he's not the Patrick Mahomes that was the most dangerous weapon on the field. He's just not that guy anymore at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean he can't get back to it. I mean, great great talents are going to be great talents. They're always going to find ways. And he's a great talent. Just there's something amiss. There's something that's just not right at the moment. Whether it's he's not comfortable behind his offensive line, whether it's his toe is still bothering him. So there's several moving parts. And the thing is, they're going to win the division. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers clearly don't want to win it. The Raiders are the Raiders. And um, the Broncos are the Broncos. So the division's there is just to pluck. You know what I mean? Even at 10 wins, they're going to pluck this division. Mm -hmm. So just depending on what kind of magic they can pull out of their ass once they get to the playoffs against some really 
much better competition. Because they're not getting the first round. They're not going to be no, the they're not first gonna get seed. the buy. They're not going to get the buy. So it's going to be tough not playing at home. Yeah. Well, I'll they'll be, play I'll at be, home in the in the in the wild card. Yeah. Game, but I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even know if I could pick a first round buy right now. Oh, it's the Pats. Pats, it's, are, ta- Pats are taking the first round buy. If they if they keep playing <laughs> they the way that they are, play the which way I think they, are, they yes. will, I, I see them getting the first round. But I mean, I don't even know they, if, the, if Tennessee picks their head. It doesn't up matter. Their Tennessee, ass. Tennessee has a loss head to head against them, so they Tennessee do. has to clear them by a full game. That's true. That's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's not happening. So that's true. And the Baltimore only Baltimore keeps doing what they do, and and the only team that can even sniff them is Buffalo. They just beat. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and then we're playing against, Buffalo. and then we're playing them at home in two weeks. Yeah. So. So uh, three weeks. Three, yeah, weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you have by Indy, Indy Jacksonville. Indy. Buffalo, Buffalo, and then is Miami's it Jacksonville, or- Buffalo, or Buffalo, Jacksonville? It's I- um so the Pats are on a bye. Pats yeah. are on a bye, and then they play Indy, Indy. Jacksonville, Buffalo, oh, okay. Miami. Okay. Speaking of Monday Night Football, this this was the game of the week: New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. This game was this Mac was the- Jones, Offensive Player of the Week. This was the weirdest, two, horrible, best game ever. Two for three <laughs> for nineteen <laughs> yards. The Pats rushed the ball forty five some like forty five forty six times. times for how many yards? Two hundred and two hundred something. Oh, uh, two hundred twenty two yards. And Damian Harris. He they would have ran for more yards in the fourth quarter. Wouldn't have been as sloppy as it was if he didn't hurt his ankle because mm-hmm. he 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 had so he had that sixty four yard touchdown. But if even if you take that touchdown away, he still averaged. I wrote it down. He still averaged. 5.2 yards per carry mm-hmm. without that 64-yard rush. Yeah. So you think he doesn't hurt his ankle. He continues doing what he's doing. The fourth quarter, I don't think the game would be as close. It would still be pretty close, I'd say, a touchdown. But they would have ran away with it. Excuse me. Bless you. Because I'm tight. Um, now, if you remember last year, you and I talked about it, the mud bowl mm-hmm. between San Fran and Washington. Yeah. This was the wind bowl. Mm-hmm. The opening kickoff in this game went ten rows deep. Went ten rows deep <laughs> and didn't even falter. It like line drived yeah. ten rows deep. Well, how about the first punt of the game that went thirteen yards? I yeah. know. <sighs> they were playing to the wind. Okay. Yeah. The the punters were playing to the wind in this game. And I honestly think Mac Jones was playing to the wind in this game. No, it wasn't Mac Jones who was playing to the wind. It was Bill Belichick who was playing to the wind. Okay, Mac Jones. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, like, Mac Jones continued to pass the ball, or not pass the pass. ball, hand the ball off, flick the ball back to play to the wind, not fight the wind. So, this is the difference between the greatest head coach of all time and Sean McDermott. There's a lot of difference there. No, but this is the clear difference. I don't care how strong Josh Allen's arm is. He should not be dropping back 25 times. He should not be throwing the ball that many times. Don't get me wrong. The dime he threw the to Diggs. To Diggs, the yeah. Stefan Diggs, that hit Diggs right in the hands, that's a game changer. Okay? And he threw that with the wind to his back, swirling like crazy. So for his arm to be strong enough to make that throw tells you that he has a strong arm. Mm-hmm. But if he's such a terrorizer with his legs, why are you not just running? read options with him until the end of the game not even that until you can until you can start opening up the defense a little bit where you can just do these read options and these mm-hmm. quick slants and stuff like that this is the difference between a, a, a an all-time head coach and a good head coach mm-hmm. 
McDermott lost this game. Nobody else lost this game. Yeah. McDermott did. And they got lucky with the the, with punt. the punt hitting the guy in the face mask. Like, after that punt bounces, you should be running in the opposite direction, not tripping over your feet and falling into the ball. I know. So, when you are the greatest head coach of all time and you realize the wind is playing a factor, mm-hmm. you take that factor out of the game and you run the ball. And you power run the ball. Open up alleys, give your running backs a lot of free space, and just churn away. I think that was their Ramondre game plan. Ramondre Stevenson had a great game. He did. Both him and Harris had a great game. I think, to what you were saying, I think they were going into this game automatically, planning on running the ball. But I think once they got to the stadium and they saw how bad the wind really was, they were like, we're going to have jones throw it maybe max 10 15 times and they're like we're gonna have him throw it five or less times and i think sean mcdermott granted like you said he had some he had some good throws considering the weather but i don't think he transitioned it trans transitioned enough enough to where like he should have been doing read options he should have been throw one or two passes like those passes he should have been doing read options after a good throw because then he had um Allen had a 20-ish yard run in the fourth quarter when yeah. they were going down. Why were you waiting to do that until then? You could have been opening the game up just like that. So much earlier. Do you want to know when I knew this game was this game was in the hands of the Pats when it was nothing nothing and on the Bills first dr- second drive they throw that wide receiver screen that JC Jackson explodes on the receiver mm-hmm. and puts it out for a 4-yard loss. That's when I knew this game was over because all those cornerbacks were able to play to the ball yeah. on both sides of the ball. They both were. If if Mac Jones was going to be throwing the ball, it was going to be the exact same thing. The DBs were going to be able to play downhill. Mm-hmm. And when I saw J.C. Jackson make that play, I was like, "This game's over. This game's over. The Patriots are going to win this game." I think we. I mean, had we it picked the Patriots anyways, anyway, but but it was like once you saw the stupidity of throwing a pass <laughs> behind. First of all, that was a backwards pass. That wasn't even a forwards pass. So that could have turned into a fumble. Real, Real quick. quick, but he threw a backwards pass to a receiver, and J.C. Jackson was there at the same time as the ball. I think they. I think my confidence if, in the game is when they the first time the Bills turned it over if, on if, downs. If J.C. Jackson had a step it. or two on that, that is a pick six. Pick six. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, technically, it would have been a fumble because it was a backwards pass. But yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. It, no. it, all-time great head coach. Good head coach. Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. Leave it at that. Records at the door. I finished the week 110-83-1. Dave, 93-101. Yes! Michaela, 82-63-1. Thank you. Thank you, Chicago, for getting me to 100. Angela, 82-79-1. And Darian gets his... Angela's back over 500. She I is. called it last week. Mm-hmm. And Darian finds his first time over... 500 mm-hmm. at 23 and 21. Nice. You. So guess who's the only asshole under 500? This, this guy. guy. <laughs> now, time for this week in picks, week 14. Thursday night football, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. In Minnesota, I can't pick against Kirk at home. I'm going to take Minnesota in this game. Okay. God damn. Darian took Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm picking Pittsburgh. 
Angela has taken the Vikings. Judas. Especially after your team just beat them. You took the Vikings, Angela? Whatever. (laughs) I'm going with the Steelers. Because, as I've said, I am never... The Vikings could go against a JV high school team. And I'm still taking the JV team. And it would be a smart decision. Who has watched The Little Giants with Rick Moranis? I have. I, I would freaking t- love that movie. I would take The Little Giants over these Minnesota Vikings. Hey, that girl was running all over the field, man. Yeah, I know. Well, remember, got to put the Alka-Seltzer in their mouth. <laughs> that movie was so out of pocket. I Up love next, it. the New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Jets in the Meadowlands. I got the Saints. Darian's got the Saints. I have the Jets. <laughs> so Angela took the Saints and I mean this season's become a wash for me at this point. So I'm gonna take the Jets. Woo! I'm not on my island. I'm gonna join her so this way we can both surf a volcano yeah. as it explodes. Both crash and burn. Okay, I don't Dallas Washington. I've got Dallas, Darian's got Dallas. I have Dallas. I'm going to take Washington. You want an island? I want to be on the island. I mean, it's just going to be what it is. Um, Angela did take Dallas in this game, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I trust about about Dallas right now. And It's a valid point. I just don't know what I trust about them. Their offense is just so inconsistent, so I'm going to go with Washington. Up next, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. Coming off the bye, I'm going to take the Panthers. Darian's got the Falcons. I got the Falcons. Uh, Angela took the Panthers, and oh my God! I mean, I could almost just take a tie in this game. But um, <laughs> you said you said you were going to take a tie every single week. Um, it's not going to be in this game. Nope. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. Coming off the bye. Yeah, I just like them coming off the bye. And um, you think Cam's going to get his shit together? Actually, no. I'm going to change that. Give me the Falcons. Cam can't get his shit together. I completely forgot he was their quarterback again. <laughs> Fire Matt Rule. That 2-15 performance didn't do enough for you? Well, I mean, yeah, he just as many completions as Matt Jones did, but Matt Jones threw it five less times. And he won the game. And he won the game. <laughs> he threw it fucking 12 less times. No, no, no. Like five times less. Oh. Like three oh, five versus X. X. Yes. Less. Yes. Okay. Five times. You know, multiplication. <laughs> Not five times as in like five less. Yes. Throw. Yes. Okay. Same fucking I know, word. The word. Yeah. Confusing. English. Okay. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tie. No. <laughs> Titans. Come on. Yeah, Titans. Titans are running away with this game. Everyone's got Tennessee on this game. Las Vegas, Kansas City. I've got Kansas City at home. Darian's got Las Vegas. I got Casey. Um, this is going to be the game that separates the division because Casey's going to win this game. And Casey uh, is also who Angela has taken. <clears throat> Up next, the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Houston Texans. I think we got another sweep of Seattle winning yeah, this game. Yeah. yeah, considering the Texans have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's got Seattle. They don't have anything to play for except for picks. Yeah, pretty point. much. And they're playing for the number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, Up next, the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. Darian and I both have the Ravens in this game. I have the Browns. So uh, Angela took the Browns, and here's my tie. Nobody wants to win when, this division. That is true. Nobody wants to win this division, guys. This is a tie. Alrighty. Up next, the New York Giants taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Both Darian and I got the Chargers. I have the Chargers, but I bet because I picked them, they're going to freaking lose. I'm going to pick them anyways. Yeah. Well, so that means someone needs to be off the Chargers bandwagon. And since it's not Angela, 
Fuck it. I'm staying on the Chargers bandwagon. I am not taking Daniel Jones. You're wide... not taking Daniel Jones? No. <laughs> no, Daniel Jones, a wide receiver, is not doing me wrong. Okay. Up next, Detroit versus Denver. Okay. So, I'm putting this out in the universe. I only said it to you two. Now it's being put on the podcast. Detroit won last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm going to do a two-game parlay here. I'm taking <laughs> Detroit, and I will... I will finish the parlay when we get to the second game. But there is a surprise if Detroit and the second game win. So, I'm taking Detroit in this game. We all know Angela's taking Detroit in this game. So, who do you guys got? Darian's got Denver. Okay. I've got the Lions. I, I got the Lions, too. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to have them riding heavy off their win. And they're going to win a second game in a row. They're going to have a two-game winning streak here. All right. Up next, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to get their heads out of their asses. They're going to win this game. Darren's got San Fran. I got the Bengals. I'm hoping they. Angelo's got the Bengals. I'm taking the 49ers. Debo Samuel is going to go off on this game. Mm -hmm. Up next, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Remember when I said the Bills are going to get their teeth kicked in? They're going to get their teeth. They're going to get their teeth kicked in. Darren and I both got the Bucks. Everybody has the Bucks in this game. Oh, I put down Buffalo for. Okay, put that back. There we go. Up next, Sunday Night Football. The Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Buccaneers. Here is the second half of the parlay. If the Bears can beat the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football in Lambeau Field, I will get a double doink tattoo. So the Lions need to beat the Broncos. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't need to get... I don't need to do any parlays or anything. I'm probably going to get a double. Eventually, I am. Point. But what I'm saying is, is I'm going to get it, it like it'll happen. Now. It's going to happen before like, the end of the football season. Before the end of the year, like I will, they will win Sunday night football, and I will find the tattoo parlor on Monday and go get the tattoo. All right. So All right. that's the it's way. It's in the universe. It's in the universe. So I hope Roquan Smith, and <laughs> David Montgomery. And that that fuck stick McNaggy are listening to this. Own the Packers. Beat the fucking Packers. Okay? You had a chance a few weeks back in Chicago to beat them. Go into their stadium, (laughs) disrupt their season. Blow up Josh's idea that Mr. Aaron Rodgers is not losing another game this year. Blow it all up. Okay? Fuck it. I will take it. I am taking I am on my island. You all enjoy your cheese and your Are you picking Chicago or are you picking Green Bay? No, she just said the Bears because I just say it because I like to say I'm picking the Packers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're all all on that's fine. Have your cheese and and have your cheese. He's in a Chi Town Island. Yep, I'm gonna enjoy it like I do every week. And I'm gonna enjoy they'll be they're either gonna be lost number one hundred and one or they're gonna be win number ninety (laughs) six. One or the other. Up next Probably my game of the week. It is the game of the week. Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Darian and I both have the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals. Angela has the Cardinals as well. And like I said, Matt Stafford has not shown anything against the winning team this year. So I'm taking the Cardinals as well. It is a As much as the zone. Cardinals did not show me anything against the Bears last week, mm-hmm. I'm still going to take the Cardinals because I do not think Matt Stafford... Well, Matt Stafford hasn't shown anything on any primetime game this year, so he hasn't played very well against any top competition. So... That's the way I so look at it. That wraps up the picks this week's by teams. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, six and seven, third place in the NFC East. The Indianapolis Colts, seven and six, second place in the AFC South. Miami Dolphins, six and seven, third place in the AFC East. And the New England Patriots, nine and four, first place in the AFC East, first place in the AFC. Ooh, period. This week's media selections, suggestions. I'm gonna give mine first. 
um, because Dave needs to <laughs> yeah. find his. I mean, I've got a thousand of them. I could just, um, just needs to make a decision. Yeah, I just gotta make a decision. But mine is based solely on a concert I went to this past Saturday. Um, normally, I post photos of concerts I go to. I didn't take any photos of this concert because I was trying to enjoy it too much. My album of the week is the second full-length Silver Scream album, so the Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood by Ice Nine Kills. That show, I've seen really good concerts. That was not a concert. Ice Nine Kills puts on a show. Like, they had props, they had extras, they had characters, and Spencer Charnas is one of my favorite performers to watch. And I'm going to see him again in April. There you go. <laughs> I've decided, you know what, fuck it. They're touring. They're going to Philadelphia Saturday, off April 16th. And I will be there because they are doing, I'm going to say it now, I will be there, the Trinity of Terror Tour. It is Ice Nine Kills, Motionless in White, and Black Veil Brides. Ooh. That is a Dope lineup. That is a good lineup. That is a really good lineup if you're into that type of music, definitely. What do you guys got? Am I going first or are you going yeah, first? Yeah, you go. All right. I'm gonna so I'm suggestion suggesting <laughs> what I suggested to the group text message this morning, mm-hmm. but I'm suggesting the entire album, which is called Generation Doom by the band Otep. Um the band is named after the female lead singer. Her name is Otep. Um I've been listening to this group probably since Otep is Ozfest 2003. Fucking nuts, bro. Um, and the thing is, like, from the first time I heard them play Battle Cry Live to Blood Pigs to Trike. Blood Pigs, Battle Ready. I was ready. just ba- Battle Ready, not Battle Cry. Battle Ready. Um, oh, it's so my good. God. And this album in particular is unreal. Is it their new Sh- album? No, no, no. Their no. new album is Cult 45. Um, it's a good album. But Generation Doom is, they do a cover to Royal by, oh, who's the lead? Lord? Lord. No. Lordy. Lord, Lord, whatever her name is. Okay. They do a cover to that song. Oh my goodness. It is. I'll just listen to that. Incredible. And then if you want to hear someone spitting bars, I know it's not a term I use that often. <laughs> equal rights, equal lefts. Just listen to that song. It is incredible. Incredible. So, Otep Generation Doom. Hey, you're not even you're not just suggesting it to the listeners, but you're giving suggestions to us as well. Yes, I will mm-hmm. definitely give that a listen. Your turn. Oh, um, before I give this, I'm gonna dedicate this to my girlfriend's sister because she is the reason why I've dived super deep into listening to this artist. Um, I chose uh, Red, the Taylor Swift version. Um, by Taylor Swift. You okay. can give you can give credit to Meredith too because she's been on that. Well, the thing is, is before um, Jill's sister, before I really started listening to Taylor Swift with her, I had maybe one or two songs on my phone by Taylor Swift. Now I have every single one of her albums. Almost every song downloaded. I'll be completely honest with you. Taylor Swift is a... I will make this statement. She is a generational artist. I think so. And if you don't like her music, I say she's generational with her songwriting. Yes. Because what she's doing is unprecedented where she where she was, um, I don't know why I can't think of um, the label she was under, but she was under them. She tried to get her master's. They wouldn't give it to her. 
but she owned the copyright because she wrote every single song. And now she's re-recording them, and now she's giving a big fuck you to Scooter Braun, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Big Machine, because they were like, we thought she was bluffing. Um, bitch, no, she's not bluffing. She's, she's doing a badass bitch. So you know what? I just, I think she's a great artist in general, but really listening to her music and listening to her versions of these older songs, it's just, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I can't, I can't agree more with that statement about her being that generational talent. My daughter was a huge Taylor Swift fan. Well, still is, but Mm -hmm. like she's more into the heavy metal and stuff like that now because of my influence. But like- (laughs) 100% 100% from your influence. <laughs> but it's 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 the fact that she's taken stuff that she had 10, 15 years ago. And now These she's, songs that were big when you and I were in middle school. And she's And she's and redoing them. Big and she's again. making them bigger I know. than they've ever been. And I think they're better than the originals. I, uh, me and personally. And poor Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> poor bastard. I don't know what happened with Taylor Wait, Swift. I, I don't know what happened with Jake Gyllenhaal. But if I ever see him. <laughs> all I know is... If you've dated Taylor Swift and you've crossed her at any point in your life, watch out. Watch out. Harry Styles, Jake Gyllenhaal. Her pen is coming for you. (laughs) Yes. She is murdering fools, okay? You want to talk about some bars? She's murdering fools, okay? She she gives Eminem a run for his money. Yeah. Dave, you want to take us home? Sure. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in tonight to Doink. As always, we really appreciate everyone listening on their different forms of podcast uh, listening, whether that's on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Podcast Addict. I've been finding all these more. I've been listening to a lot more podcasts, so they've been telling me about a bunch more uh, actual places that they're on. Literally anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. If you look deep enough, you'll find us. Yes. Um. As you know, you can always reach out to all of us on either our personal Instagrams, where I'm Darelaufen Doink five zero eight, so D E R underscore L A U F E N underscore D O I N K underscore five zero eight on Instagram. You can reach out to Josh at I'm at the J L T H E J A U L D, and Michaela is always available at I'm at Mickey sixteen M I C K Y Y underscore sixteen. And as you know, we have the Double Doink Network podcast or Double Doink Network on Instagram, where we have been a little bit more active. Um, Thanks to one Michaela. Oh whoa whoa whoa! whoa. I I was gonna say I put something up the other day. All of you guys are active. I'm just trying to get my social media game up in general. We're 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 active. I'm actually doing the opposite. Like I'm getting (laughs) off of Instagram pretty much by the end of the year. So I'm having this last hurrah. Except for Double Doink Network. Well, yeah, I'm gonna pretty much just stick with that, and I think I'm gonna change my personal account over to something like Doinks That Run, and I'm just gonna like just find random people who run in the community and wanna. Join the rest of us doinks and whatever. So yeah. I might even get these two doinks to run with me a little bit. I'll try. It'd be very we'll fun. Start of the try year. Try to get these yeah. likes. Yes. Try to try to get these likes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, we always appreciate any comments, questions, concerns, feedback that you guys have for us. We're always welcome to share any of your thoughts as well. As you can see, we've expanded our picks now up to five people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the year is getting a little bit long in the tooth, so it'll be very difficult for us to add more people to it. But you know. Next season's coming up. Playoffs are coming up. You guys are more than welcome to share in anything that you want. We'll even do polls on who we think is going to go number one overall in the draft and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we'll do so. stuff like that. We'll do fun things like that. We'll involve the community more. Yes. I've talked to a few other people 
um, once uh, football season is over and we start getting into other seasons, baseball season yep. is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you'll definitely want to join in for that. Yep. I mean, this lockout, and, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I yeah. know. There's the possibility of that. Um, And then also, uh, another thing that we do have coming up that's a little bit of an off shoot of this show is we're going to be doing an end of year media recap yeah so i'll kind of announce that now um dave and i um we love wrestling and this is a full tangent before we close up the show we love pro wrestling but we've determined after doing the doink and doink connection for so long as a wrestling recap show it's kind of taken us a out of watching it as fans we were watching it as analysts for a while that's why towards the end of our tenure of doing weekly wrestling recaps we were saying you need to suspend your disbelief you need to not look into things deep and that's us talking from our own personal feelings because we were trying to dig into every single thing of wrestling and say oh well this kind of this match fell apart because this happened but if you watch it as a fan just sitting back it's a lot of fun. I watched War Games this weekend, and it was so much fun because I knew I didn't have to sit down the next day and break it down. Mm-hmm. So the Doink and Doink connection is going to kind of take a little bit of a turn. It's not going to be a weekly recap a show turn? anymore. A heel turn, a heel as turn. You, if you wish. It's not going to be a weekly wrestling recap. The Doink and Doink connection is going to become a media reaction, media discussion show like that so we're going to talk music movies anime tv um books manga we'll even throw some wrestling in there because it is a sports entertainment media there's a lot that goes on in it and i don't even watch it that yeah so so we'll throw a little bit of wrestling in here and there and dave and i like to put our little wrestling qualms into our in our conversations normally and even on the show but the doink and doink connection Starting up, I believe we're going to do either first week of January or we'll do it the last week of December. We'll be returning and it will be the top 10 albums of 2021. And it's not us saying the top 10 albums of the year. It's our personal top 10 albums. Very similar to what Dave and I have done before with our top 10s in wrestling. We're going to do our top 10 albums of the year, talk about why we like it, what, uh, how it's involved with our... Um, interest and such like that. Michaela will obviously be on that show with us. Michaela is now a full-time member of Doink, of the Double Doink Network. We have taken her in with open arms, and I think we're totally cool with that. So I think now that I've long-winded the whole conversation, I do want (laughs) to just announce one more thing. Coming in 2022, I am going to really start pushing merch. I've started to think of a couple of designs that I want to start pushing out for Doink merch, Doink and Doink Connection merch, as well as just Double Doink Network merchandise. So I've got to talk with these folks here, these other Doinks here with me, um, on how we want to attack this, but I would like to launch merch in 2022, which I think would be a really fun thing for all of us to do. I think so. Definitely. So... That'll be a conversation we're going to have outside, and then we will launch when it is live. When we are ready to start pushing merch, we will definitely let you guys know. But for now, Dave, take us home. So, um, this has been a Double Dunk Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.